Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On a great day for talk radio, what a ruckus they've got going in the province of Quebec. You may have heard, actually, I was just mentioning this before the break, that uh, they have... A serious issue there about uh, the Premier uh, having to, uh, I guess, withstand a lot of criticism from various quarters, uh, including uh, a school board that won't comply with this uh, new ban on religious symbols uh, that will cover judges, police, teachers, all elected officials from town councils to school boards. Uh, No yarmulkes, no crucifixes for that matter, uh, no turbans and certainly no hijabs, let alone the kneecap. Julian Feldman is a head of a school board. That's the English Montreal School Board. Uh, and they're planning to defy this religious symbols ban. Uh, Julian Feldman has joined the Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mr. Feldman, good to have you on board. Good afternoon. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Uh, let me ask you, because first and foremost, the Premier is uh, framing this as uh, Quebec separating church or religion and state. Is that what's going on here? Well, yeah, I, I think so. But, uh, uh, you know, you have to understand that... Uh, that's long been generally the rule in Canada. I think that in Quebec, maybe uh, they, they want to go farther. Uh, and in fact, they, they want to adopt something that looks a lot more like, uh, um, you know, separation and of church and state French style. So basically from France. Right. And uh, I guess his point person who is a, uh promoting this or, you know, he's out front on this, suggesting this is what legislators are entrusted to do and therefore they make policy and it's not something that should be immediately reverted to the courts to decide. Is he wrong about that? Well, generally speaking, uh, we, 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 we do decide things in our assemblies, uh, but we also have, uh, you know, Charter of Rights. Uh, Quebec has a Charter of Rights. Ontario has a Charter of Rights. We have our Canadian Charter. And it's really a question of uh, what we all agree on are fundamental rights. So uh, in this case, uh, freedom of conscience, freedom of religion. So those have been uh, kind of tossed aside in this case. Understand. Uh, But so uh, then the obvious answer to that is to go to uh, the Supreme Court, test it at the Supreme Court level, but they're invoking or planning to the notwithstanding clause, which would override that. So where does that leave you? Uh, what alternatives do you have? It sounds to me like you're going to practice civil disobedience of a sort. Well, you know, that's possible. I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to having uh, lawyers take a close look at this because uh, one, of, one of the issues that comes from my reading is that uh, all of the private schools uh, in Quebec have been exempted. We have a very large private school sector here in Quebec, about 40 or 50 percent of the students, uh, they've been exempted. So you have this odd situation where the notwithstanding clause has been is being applied in in the public sector for schools. Uh, That would be to teachers, principals and vice principals. But in the private sector, the law says you still have your charter rights. So we have it's kind of odd that you some people are not allowed to have 
charter rights, and the other group is allowed to have charter rights. So my first thought is maybe this is not really a legal use of the notwithstanding clause. I'm not a lawyer, so I'm, I'm just taking a stab at it, but uh, it does seem very curious. Have you heard any reasoning for that, that the private schools would be exempted? Well, the minute the the, uh, the premier, uh, Mr. Legault, he always goes back to the issue of Quebec heritage. So some people in Montreal know that we have a cross on top of the mountain, which is often used for religious purposes. That's been exempted. We have thousands of streets that are named after various saints. Saints, those have been exempted. So the you know, uh, we have a lot of private schools that were at one point run by the church, uh, so those have been exempted as well. So a lot of people say that you're you're sort of giving everyone a grandfather cause and exemption for almost everybody in the province, and the only people who are left without rights appear to be Muslim women who wear a hijab. All right. Uh, well, the turban would be banned as well. I'm kind of curious because there's a large Jewish population in Montreal as well. And the yarmulke, uh, obviously, the kippa would be worn as well, I'm guessing, by uh, some of the people mentioned here, uh, teachers, police, judges, uh, other elected officials from town councils to school boards. Uh, and I think Cote St. Luke, uh, the community where, I mean, it's a, a large Jewish community uh, in Montreal, one of the inner suburbs. Uh, they're resisting this, too, aren't they? Right. Well, uh, uh, so that's outside of the school boards and municipalities on the island of Montreal. Uh, there's a growing movement to say that we're not going to apply this law. That That's certainly uh, the resolution that we passed at my school board. And uh, I, I heard one of the local mayors saying today, uh, speaking on French radio, and was asked, um, you know, what, is this, what does this mean to, uh, to say that you're not going to apply the law? And his answer was was intriguing. He said, "Well, you know, we'll see. Um, you know, it depends depends on what the sanction is. Is it a ticket?" <laughs> but then we had the minister of public security this afternoon, who said that if anyone discovers any uh, contraventions to the law, they should call the police. So that also caused great stir. Yeah, that wouldn't be unprecedented, though. I mean, uh, I remember having lived in Quebec, in Montreal, for a while. Uh, you know, anybody with an English sign or where the English was uh, equal to the French, you know, sometimes the tongue troopers would come along. So there are watchdogs within the public sector uh, that might just police this, uh, maybe even assertively, would you say? Uh, we'll have to see. I mean, uh, as you probably know, uh, the uh, uh, the government has... Uh, run into issues uh, where they were ridiculed for the zealousness of the application uh, of language laws. For example, the most recent I can, can recall was the Pastigate, where there was an argument in the restaurant over whether pasta was, was English or French. Uh, <laughs> kind, of, kind of a ridiculous argument. Uh, so, you know, it, 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 one can imagine with this law, you know, are we going to start looking under people's T-shirts to see if they have a crucifix? Or, uh, But, you know, it's true that people who might wear yarmulkes or women who might wear hijabs, uh, they're at a great disadvantage because you, you can see pretty readily what they're wearing on their head. 
Right. Uh, so no v- overt displays of religious symbols. Uh, somebody may do up three buttons and the crucifix ain't showing. They're okay. They're kosher. Uh, meanwhile, if you've got an open chest that shows it, uh, you're not. But I understand uh, over uh, 1,900 crucifixes have been removed from the National Assembly. and uh, Or no, I guess it was in 1936 that this, this is when they first put the cross in the National Assembly. They've taken that out as what, a sop to... Uh, suggest that they're going totally secular here and not playing any favorites? Well, you know, that, that that's a good question. Uh, I can tell you that the uh, crucifix were placed uh, in the National Assembly and also in the, uh, the chamber of the Montreal City Council. In 1936, uh, the mayor and the premier of the time, uh, Mr. Duplessis, wanted to demonstrate that they were, you know, hand-in-hand with the church. I mean, that that was the that was the nature of society back in the 30s, but uh, you know, in, in in the you know the Montreal or Quebec's past, going back to the 17th century, uh, the crucifixes weren't there whenever there was a, an assembly or in a parliament of some sort. So things changed in the 1930s. Uh, so you know, the question is, uh, e- e- even though we're we're taking the crucifix out, uh, you know, this is a different level of uh, uh, you know, are, are we really talking about uh, secular secularization here, or are we trying to covertly suggest that you know that the, our Catholic past is superior to uh, immigrants who might be uh, uh, Muslim? It, uh, the uh, the, the premier is being very coy, I think, with this law. Well, uh, yeah, it remains to be seen how this one plays out, obviously. Uh, it may even make it before the United Nations and the Council on Human Rights, as I understand it. But in the interim, many people, including uh, constitutional lawyer Julius Gray, suggesting civil disobedience might be the way to go. And it seems to me like uh, you may in part be practicing that, defying this ban with the English Montreal School Board. I appreciate your weighing in and giving us a sense for what's going on there. Uh, Sounds to me like (laughs) this one's going to redound against the government, but uh, then again, it is Quebec, so who knows. Julian, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. All right, John. Thanks for having me. You got it. Julian Feldman heads the Montreal English School Board, and uh, this question of whether or not civil disobedience would be something you would favor. Would you defy this ban if it came into force in the province in which you reside? And then the question of whether the legislatures should be determining the policy, uh, even if it does infringe on personal rights and freedoms. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 